0: Welcome back to Mortgage Ability, brought to you by me, Mortgage Jake, also known as Jake Abramowitz from Mortgage Edge. I've been brokering for 17 years. Our member license number is MBL 10680 and my Fisco ID is M08003274. have to say that for compliance reasons. You can reach me at mortgagejake.com, 416-910-4448. Let's get started. Today is May 6th and it's been a little bit of a break since I last recorded the podcast because my cable broke and this cable was not available on Amazon. So I have to wait for Long and McQuaid to get me a replacement. Took a little bit of time, but here I am back and it's actually been a good break because I've been thinking about what I'm going to say next. And uh, well, today's episode is called BS Your Broker Says. And obviously I don't want to swear so you can come up with what bs means but six five or six things that are total bs that your broker will say to you and i just want you to be aware of them because if you hear these things i want you to have a you know look a deeper dive into why it's happening and what he's saying or she's saying so the first thing i want to say is most of the time mortgage brokers should not be charging a brokerage fee okay If your broker is charging you a fee, they should be able to explain, quite simply, why. Now I'm going to tell you when and why I charge a fee. If none of my lenders in my network can get me a deal and I have to go outside of my network to a branch contact, I will charge a fee because I'm working, you know, I don't get paid by those lenders, so therefore I'm not working for free, obviously, nobody likes to do that, but I will charge a fee at that point. Also, if I'm getting a mortgage from an alternative lender that already charges a fee, normally the most they will charge is 1%. In extreme cases, if you're taking a fully open mortgage, you might pay one and a half percent. but typically speaking, the alternative lenders, home trust, equitable bank, optimum, etc, all of these all of these they call them B players, B lenders, the, the alternative space, they're charging a 1% fee. Now I've seen brokers charge another 1% on top of that. That means you're paying 2% for the same thing you could have paid 1%. Now 2% of what? Well, 2% of the mortgage amount. So if you're borrowing 400 grand, you're paying $4,000 as a lender fee of which half of that should be split with the broker. And then in some cases, I've seen another $4,000 to the broker fee. So the broker's making $6,000 on a deal that they should be making $2,000 on. And frankly, I don't think it's fair, and if you're paying anything more than 1%, and if it says lender fee 1%, and you're paying more, ask why. Is your case special? Did the broker work 100 hours on your deal? Was it really, really tough? No, no, no? Then you shouldn't pay that fee, and quite frankly, you should shop it around. Now, The second time that you will be charged working with a mortgage broker, except me in most cases, is appraisals. Why would you ever pay for an appraisal? So let me tell you, first of all, an appraisal is necessary on a purchase at 20% down. Not always, but usually. Sometimes a lender can do their own internal appraisal process guideline system. It's called AVM auto valuation model. In that point, you would not pay for an appraisal. You would just simply have $100 deducted from your advance. So technically you're paying for it, 100 bucks, no big deal, right? But if an actual physical appraiser needs to get out there and, and appraise the property, him or herself, then almost always I'm seeing other brokers charge for that. It's 300 bucks, And if you end up losing the offer, you gotta, you're you going to lose that 300 bucks, just like the home inspection. Now, I'm a very high-volume broker, and I believe that super well-qualified applicants should not pay for their appraisal. I looked at my I looked at the math the other day in terms of how much of my gross revenue was responsible in appraisal costs. And I'm going to tell you what the number was. 1.1%. Now, I'm not going to tell you how much I paid for appraisals. It was a lot of money. I'm not going to tell you how much I made. What I'm trying to say is 1.1% of my revenue was paying for appraisals. Now, when do you pay for an appraisal in my world i'll tell you when i would charge you for an appraisal if and when you're going with an alternative lender because those lenders have much stricter appraisal guidelines much more expensive appraisers and i tell people from the beginning guys you're going with home trust we're going to charge you for an appraisal it's going to be 400 bucks because I make less money now I make less money going back to my first point because I don't charge you that extra juice on the mortgage I'm not charging you extra brokerage fees 2% no I'm charging you half a percent so on two grand appraisal is 500 bucks I'm going to pass that appraisal cost to you but if you're going with Scotia TD First National MCAP I honestly don't remember the last time I charged the client for an appraisal If you don't end up closing with me and I paid for your appraisal, I'm going to come after you and I'm going to ask you for it. But if you do end up closing with me, you're not paying for that appraisal at the end of the day. It's a savings of 400 bucks. Now the third thing, BS things that your broker says. They negotiate with 30 to 40 lenders and they will get you the best rate. I want to let you in on a little secret. Is only recently started to happen in our brokerage community if you're working with a full-service broker me I may not give you the best rate you may not get the cheapest rate mortgage with me I'm just gonna be honest with you I may not be able to do it there are a lot of discount wholesale volume no value add not creative Crappy service options out there for you if that's what you want. When I break down for you that on every $100,000, let me do the math, while I'm talking to you here because it's actually a very good thing to show. $100,000 mortgage at a rate of, let's say, 3.09, the payment is $477.90. On a rate of 3.04, the payment is four hundred seventy five dollars and thirty cents we're talking 20 bucks six sorry less than 20 bucks what am i saying uh yeah 20 20 bucks roughly in terms of how much you're going to pay more or less per every hundred thousand now why would you pay me twenty dollars more for every hundred thousand mortgage when you can get it twenty dollars less per month somewhere else i'm going to tell you why Because my over $1 billion worth of mortgage experience will get you a lot more in savings in the long run. Not only in the rate, which I'm going to be very competitive, but also in the service. You need me on a Saturday morning? You got to talk to me on an offer you want to make on a Wednesday night? I'll be there. Not only on service, but also on knowledge. I'm planning your mortgage out for you. I'm advising you on certain terms, rates, etc. This is why you should go with A, B, or C. And it's going to save you a ton in penalty, in headaches, in renewal, in mortgage prepayments, etc. So I believe that we are worth our advice, but we don't work with 30 to 40 lenders. We work with maybe 5 or 6 in my network. I have I have 30 to 40, but I've only reached out to about 10. And I only have like 3 or 4 that I really like and 5 or 6 that are secondary that I work with. So... It's not true. You don't go to a mortgage broker to get you the best rate. You go to a mortgage broker to plan your mortgage the best way possible moving forward. That was number three. Number four. This one is a big one. It's the most annoying one. I hate this one. You're going to go to a mortgage broker. They're going to look at your deal. Let's call it a refinance. Let's call it a purchase. Whatever it is. And they're going to say to you, look you straight in the eye and say, you know what? I think what we need here is a private mortgage. Any broker whose first default answer is, you need a private mortgage, are either lazy or stupid, or don't know how to figure out a better option. Now, you may have seen the stats that the private mortgage lending world has doubled in volume over the last year, approximately. And I know a few of my Twitter enemies, frenemies, let's call them, and I have disagreed on this point. Some people argue, well, look how tough it is to get a mortgage these days. Yes, it's very hard. I agree. But more and more products are being available for borrowers at a rapid pace. 2019, we've never seen this much reintroduction of more lending options for people. So if your broker has given the full analysis and at that point says, this is a private, this is a private mortgage through and through. Like I had a guy call me the other day. He's a locksmith. He owns a house worth 800000 has a mortgage of 400000 does not show a single penny into his account, has terrible 520 credit, has been bankrupt once, and needs $50,000 to pay off some consumer loans. That is a deal where a private mortgage would work. When you are at the most difficult of financing, a private mortgage may be the right answer. But when I heard an executive from one of the biggest alternative lenders come out on a stage and say, when I look at all of these private mortgages that are now coming due and we're doing refinances on them, and I look at the paperwork, I say to myself, I could have done the majority of those deals at the point of origination. So if a broker says you should go with a private mortgage, you are now going to pay way more in interest. That broker is going to make way more money for way less work. Is that the broker you want to be working with? No. Make sure you shop it around. If you hear private mortgage, ask for a second opinion. I give second opinions to people all the time. It doesn't hurt you. It's going to take you 15 minutes and we're going to save a lot just like the commercial says. So private mortgages most likely are not the best option for you. But if they are, then you know what? There's got to be a good game plan why you're going to get out of that. So please stay away from private mortgages if you can. If you can't, talk to me, or a good broker who will tell you yes or no, that is what you need. Now, back to number five, or going to number five, sorry. A lot of clients call and say, hey, I want a mortgage pre-approval. Okay, cool, no problem. If you get a mortgage pre-approval, and you go out and buy a property without talking to your broker, and you will you may be surprised to find out that that pre-approval did not guarantee you a mortgage approval. So what the hell is the point of a pre-approval, right? Why why even bother doing it? Very simply, a mortgage pre-approval is when I have a 15-minute chat with a buyer, I find out what they're all about, I get their income docs, I check their credit, I figure out their down payment, and I say, okay, Mr. or Mrs. Buyer, or both, you guys are ready to buy a place for 500000 5% down, go for it. But I always say the following. Before you make even a conditional offer, come to me first. You have to make sure that the property is as good as, as can be for the lender. Because remember, the lender is investing with you in that pre-approval. They are the ones that are going to be lending you 95, 80, 70, 50% of the money. Technically, they own that percentage of the home. So if you buy a house that's ideal for teardown, if you buy a home that has massive water leaks, damp basement, uh, a roof that's falling apart, a lot of these things we can fix through other programs called Purchase Plus Improvements, which I'll get to in another podcast. But if you buy a home like this, and or if between the time I pre-approved you and the time you purchased, you've made a major career change, you've checked, you've changed your credit, you've taken on more debt, you co-signed for a loan you didn't know, etc. Don't make an offer because a pre-approval is not worth the paper it's written on. In most cases, a pre-approval is system generated. A lender doesn't even actually look at it. They just simply say, yep, yeah. click, click, meets all the boxes, check, check, check. They're pre-approved. The property is the most important thing in a pre-approval once you make that offer. So that is the biggest issue that I were, we're having lately with pre-approvals is someone gets a pre-approval, someone buys, they call me because the first broker that they called said, oh, sorry, I actually can't finance that property because of reason ABC or I can't do your mortgage because you changed your job, etc. So please make sure that if you're getting a pre-approval stay in touch with your broker from the point you get it to the point you buy it prior to making offers show them the listing get the comparables ready and we can do all of our beautiful work at that point and get you the best possible rate without charging you an appraisal or broker fee and definitely hopefully not getting you a private mortgage and i'm just finishing off my podcast by including the top five things that i hate that a broker says broker fees appraisals we negotiate the best rate private mortgages and pre-approvals hopefully you found this podcast informative entertaining educational if you have any comments criticisms please reach out to me I love talking to you 416-910-4448 jake at mortgagejake.com I'm Jake Abramowitz with Mortgage Edge love my job love helping you out look forward to hearing from you soon take care